When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. challenge all-stars wrap-up podcast for episode five i am brian Cohn, and if you listen to spies lies and allies you will know that ali is not here just yet uh we had a scheduling conflict this week um so we are doing our trademark move of doing solo podcasts merging them together one fell swoop so you will stop hearing from me first and then you will hear from ali uh if you listen to spies lies and allies first you will know that i went on an absolutely just wild 48 minute madman rant about last week's episode and mainly about CT bananas about who could potentially be the goat. I swear, I promise I am not going to be talking for another 48 minutes. Um, I, I literally had to take like a 15 minute break in between these. Cause I thought I was going to pass out. That's how, like, talk, I don't think I've talked for that long straight in my entire life. I don't think like a presentation has been that long. Uh, talking amongst friends, at least when you're with someone else, someone else talks, you can take a break, take a break. I can't even speak anymore. You take a break, drink a water, a little food. I literally twice during last podcast had to physically stop myself from talking, take a drink of water. So I just would not be sent, found here, passed out on the ground. Oh, how did Brian die? Oh, he was talking on a podcast for 48 straight minutes. What a way to go. No. So I had to take some water, take a little break. And here we are for all stars episode five. Um, the much more, much, much more entertaining show uh, delivery. Again, I thought it was not as good as the episode as it was last week. Uh, last week's all stars episode was honestly one of the more, it was one of the best challenge episodes in a long time uh, from start to finish. This one was, was as it was good, not as good, but uh, just as entertaining. Um, brought a lot of stuff. Um, so just to hit a few of the beats, because again, I, I just can't talk for that long. I'm already struggling. Here we are. Um, Ayana wants to avoid eliminations. Um, you know, she won last week, got the lifesaver, doesn't want to keep doing that. Needs to try to avoid elimination. Um, and then a lot of the stuff for this week, we got uh, a little back, a little more backstory about Melinda. I didn't know about what she had gone through coming into the season. I don't think it was public knowledge. I mean, sure, maybe it was public knowledge. I don't know, but I certainly didn't know about just the horrific story uh, that she shared uh, with John A. About you know, she had to give birth to her five-month-old daughter who lost her heartbeat. Um, just had to give birth to her, even though she was. Obviously, it already passed away, and it, it, it's just an absolutely tragic story. And to to hear Melinda share that, and you know, this was uh, the date of this daily was when uh, was the date of her scheduled C section when she was going to be born. And I mean, it, it's just absolutely horrific, and it's just a wildly weird coincidence. On like that Netflix show, um, Selling Sunset, there was a storyline about someone from that show also having a very similar type situation having to give birth to their child that already tragically passed away. And like, I, I can't even put into words what that must have gone through. Um, I, I guess it, for Melinda having people there to support her in this type of environment. Uh, I, I, I don't know what good thing, bad thing. I don't know, but I'm glad she had people here to kind of lift her up because it is just a horrific, horrific story that she had to share. And I mean, this is the type of stuff that, I mean, all-Stars again, like, really, I mean, you had that stuff with Derek early in the season about um, his sister, 
any of the stuff with Linda. I mean, these are like real, fully grown adults with full lives outside of the show, personal lives, family, friends. Like, and, you know, it's, it's not like a wacky fun land that it is in the challenge proper. Um, so you get these type of storylines. And for, I mean, Linda had this sharing. It was just very, very sad. Very sad. But at least she had uh, John A. And I think it was Steve or uh, I think it was MJ there just to help support her. So, that, you know, that was very nice. And um, no easy segue there. But the the main alliance that we kind of saw being uh, cemented last week or two weeks ago, the I guess now they gave it a full an official name. The three kings, Nehemiah, Latarian, and Tech. The the three kings, which is just you know they were all in the same room together, so they formed that bond. Um, so now they start plotting out their next move uh, after reveling in how well last week went. The fact that they were able to take out Derek worked so well. Uh, Tech has his sights set on MJ, wants to take him out. Uh, Latarian notes that Steve is in is a part of this group. He feels he, uh, you know, he's brought him into the fold a little bit. Steve uh, doesn't really know anyone, so he wants to look out for him. And I was back. And then we start getting a look at Tina. Tina looks back on who she was in the past on these shows. Um, very angry, fiery. Uh, but she feels over the over the years, which I'm sure a lot of people probably feel this way. They're not the same person that they were, you know, when they were 25 and especially doing a reality TV. Um, she feels she has grown, is a, is a much better person. and you know, is able to play pretty diplomatic and fair and form for, for new relationships. Yeah. I mean, there's scenes of her forming bonds with, with Casey and, and, and people. So, you know, that, that it was encouraging to see in the beginning. It's a potentially new Tina coming in, which is what you want to see from Challenge All Stars. You want to see growth uh, and new promise from these people that have been off our screens for 10, 15, 20 years. So we got a little bit of what we might see from Melinda. And that, that leads us to um, the daily for this week, um, which is a super, super fun one called Bounce Back, um, done individually, um, two at a time, so one man, one woman going at a time, but individual challenge. Um, each competitor had to bounce around, bounce up, up and, uh, on trampolines, going up. Uh, I think it reached as high as 20 feet above the water where they would have to take a leap of faith, jump off the last trampoline, propel themselves and knock off three different puzzle pieces into the water and swim them back to shore and use those puzzle pieces, which had numbers on them to solve three math equations. Super fun challenge. I mean, this is the type of thing that, I mean, this is like, they have, uh, I'm thinking, I think of one Hill with like trampoline football uh, or trampoline basketball, I should say. Um, Seems like a super fun thing to do. Um, it's kind of dangerous. We saw some pretty bad falls. Obviously, most notably, Melinda took a really bad fall, had to be DQ'd. Um, Jasmine took a really big fall. But the trooper that she is, she battled through it, ended up completing the puzzle. Um, it seems like, I think they underestimated how long this would take. My guess is people uh, were doing this for a while because this ended and it was almost dark. Like, I don't Maybe they got started late or there was like safety things to get um, set up, but I don't think they anticipated this taking as long as it did because I think Jasmine was the last to do it and it was like basically dark out. I think they had lights set up uh, on the beach when they were announcing the winners. So this clearly took a very long time to do. Um, but obviously with Melinda DQing, she was forced to go in, but n- shout out to Nikki Martina only person who has questions for the All-Stars episode this week, so thank you for you helping me out here. Uh, she asks, is it fair that Melinda is thrown into elimination after not physically being allowed to finish over someone like Casey who quit? It's a great question. At least TJ gave an explanation. I think it was a classic TJ voiceover, so I don't think he gave the explanation to the contestants. Um, I, think they, they, I think they added this in post. But the exp- So the explanation he gave is because Casey jumped or attempted to jump one more time over Melinda. That is why she went in. Why Melinda technically finished last. Now, obviously, DQing, quitting, and uh, succumbing to injury, they all are technically three different things, but realistically, they're all kind of the same thing. I mean, you didn't finish the challenge, whether it's by choice, by production's choice, um, or by you, you know, timing out or something like that. It's all not finishing. So if 
you get hurt. That that's just you know them the breaks right. Um, at least Casey got one right, so she didn't quit. It's not like with uh, I can't remember uh, Katie last week where she didn't even compete in the challenge. Like she did compete, she got one. She she must have went up there two three times after that, couldn't do it again, and then quit. So I mean, she got one, and that's technically more than Melinda did. So it's a bad break from Melinda that you know she couldn't jump up one more time. It, didn't get hurt until one more after, so she could have been spared, but it, that's just kind of how it goes. So, um, Casey catches a big break. Um, it is, it is amazing. I, don't, I think it was Tech who noted it, or I don't or the Tarian. Someone said it is amazing how you could really go from top of the heap on this show to the bottom of the barrel. And that's really what Casey did. I mean, Casey, no one was riding high, riding higher than Casey was last week. I was comparing her to Khaleesi on Twitter. She was uh, the talk of the town. Um, and here she is basically quitting my daily. So uh the the roller coaster ride that is following Casey Cooper on Challenge All Star season two is being quite the ride. Uh, hopefully for her, that means she's gonna swing back up next week. So hopefully for that. Very um, classic I mean, I mean you can just see TG having so much fun with this cast, right? I mean Casey quits. Uh great great line here from TJ saying, Oh, you hear that airline uh airplane up above us? Yeah, that's the one uh, you're gonna be on next. Just TJ holds no punches. I love that he gives it back. He just, I don't know. It, I think it's because he knows these people. He's friends with these people. He has a history with these people that he just doesn't have right now with the people on challenge 37 outside of a small handful that like, I don't think he just probably doesn't feel that comfortable, like firing shots at outside of like, you know, he's really mad at someone, but like, I don't think he feels comfortable in a playful manner with, you know, an Emmy or a Casey or something like that. Someone that he just doesn't have a history with or, you know, anything with. So, you can clearly see his uh, his fun and his his enthusiasm really show in All Stars. So we get the winners for, uh, or we get the winners and the losers. As I mentioned, for the girls' side, Melinda unfortunately has to go in, and on the guys' side, Steve has to go in as his puzzle piece uh, floated far away. So he kind of got you know current screwed a little bit. <laughs> the with his piece floating away. Uh, kind of bad luck there. So he goes in. Um, Jody dominates for the women. So she is safe and earns power for the guys. It was between Brad and Darrell and kind of a, you know, a good confessional here for Brad. Um, it's not like he didn't control this in any way. Cause TJ said it was, it was determined by seconds who would win, but um, it's a good sound bite to include for his uh, winner edit, quote unquote, um, or just for him to sound smart. He's like, you know what? The fact that it's between me and Darrell, um, I know I'm safe no matter what, and I'd rather Darrell have to nominate four people. Um, I'd rather not have that heat on me. Um, and it worked out. I mean, I feel like they wouldn't have included that quote if it didn't work out, but it did work out. Darrell did get the win. And, you know, Brad didn't have to say any names. He he went in his elimination because he finished last. So right now he's kind of in a good spot. I feel like not a lot of people are going for Brad. I feel like Darrell. Uh, I feel like that, like the combo, it was Darrell and Derek to split up, and they once they knocked out Derek, maybe Darrell is like the next on the list. I don't think Brad is, so I think Brad's in a pretty good spot. And Brad's, I mean, he said he's one of the strongest guys to ever do this. This is a chance to to prove it. Um, if he gets thrown into elimination again, so I think you know Brad's in a decent decent spot here. Um, especially with Darrell winning, because obviously he's not going anywhere. So Brad has mentioned Darrell, Jody win. Steve and Melinda going straight into elimination and right back at the house, Brad and Darrell start doing their plotting uh, with, with Jody. And that's where some of the guys start to realize that, Hey, maybe it's a good thing to have some women in alliance. You know, half the house seemingly is up for grab for votes. Uh, let's bring in some of the women. Um, and they, they see Jody as one of the strongest women there. Rightly so. Uh, they bring her in and seemingly she's now working with them. Uh, they're, you know, gonna look out for each other, not vote each other in, uh, not do anything, and try to get to the end together. So, Darrell wants to get Tech into elimination, um, and we'll be using Tyler as a pawn. Now, this is the second straight week that Tyler's being used as a pawn. It's, you know, it's it's not a. I mean, it's not the horrible spot because. You know, people aren't coming for Tyler. Obviously, he has a lot of support in the house to keep him safe. 
Um, we'll get to the vote, but every single person voted to keep Tyler safe except for Tex, uh, other two kings in Nehemiah and Latarian. But I mean, we see this is a big brother. You put up there as a pawn enough times, something can go wrong where all of a sudden you're up against someone you didn't expect to be up against, and people want to keep that person around more than you. Um, gets down to it with the votes. One or two people swing a vote, and you can be voted in. So it's a, it's a little bit of a dangerous spot that people are so willing to put Tyler in. So, you know, I think he's he's handling it well. He's not snapping at people. He's not getting angry at people. But I think he needs to kind of, you know, end this. I think he can use a win. Um, I think he can use some power to try to change things up a little bit because I don't think he should be okay with the status quo of being the constant pawn. I think he needs to do something about it. So when we get to the deliberation uh, between Jody and Darrell, that's, you know, a lot of things have already been discussed. Um, and then once again, we, we see this issue come up with the lifesaver, right? So Ayana, uh, Nikki Martina, once again, asks, is Ayana valid in feeling disrespected that the life shields are now being utilized for strategy? Or is that just a part of the game and she should get over it? So first for Ayana's feelings, um, I do think she needs to get over it. And I don't think this was smart to kind of lash back out at at Jody. I think you take your lumps, um, you accept it, you're safe. Obviously, you can't keep tech safe in this moment. But I don't think it's worth making an enemy, especially because while you're safe here, You've already been voted in twice. There's no reason to say next week you're not going to be voted in again. So I think Ayana needs to try to start building friendships and not tearing them down. So I think that's really where she goes. But in terms of the lifesaver, just as a whole, it is kind of a bummer about how this is breaking out, right? The fact that the lifesavers are becoming basically useless outside of just protecting the people from going in if they finish last in the challenge. Like, that's really all there is. And I I know they can't do it at this point, although I don't know, it's the challenge, so they can do basically whatever they want. But I do wish the power of the lifesaver was basically I know this is like a long winded power, but it's like it protects you from going in if you finish last, and it protects you from even being selected to go in. It's like you just can't even be put up there as a name. And then you can use it to save someone. I would even be fine with it if it didn't you could like if you couldn't use it on yourself if you finish last. Like if you finish last you're automatically going in lifesaver or not. And then if you don't finish last you just can't be voted in. And then you can use the lifesaver to save your friends. Because I, it, it, it is becoming kind of useless that I mean look it is it's basically becoming like the gold skull of what the like the challenge proper has used in, in the past where if you win elimination you just can't go in next week which is fine but i do like the idea of people that win elimination not only are safe but could also use it to keep someone else safe I, I, it sucks that that's kind of gotten lost like it really wasn't much of a factor last season um and it really seemed like it was going to become a factor this season and it just sucks that you know they've outsmarted it where I mean outside of like in a situation here where if one of your close buddy like with Brad like Darrell's not going to burn Brad's lifesaver because A yeah, he's not going to toss him in and Brad's not going to do anything different than what Darrell would already want so there's no reason to and then if someone's against you you're just automatically going to be nominated and then you're going to use it to save yourself now the question is will anyone be bold enough which I thought there might be a chance Ayana would do here because it was so clear that Jody and probably the rest of the house wanted Tina to go in. So would Ayana or could Ayana have thought about rolling the dice and just using the lifesaver on tech, not saving yourself, letting it go to a vote, hoping that you're still safe, but you save your, you save your boy. Tech is now fully ingratiated with you. Like we'll do if they weren't already, we'll go to the ends of the earth to protect you. But the only problem is like all that does is then it opens up against the Alitarians being voted in, right? I mean, if they want to break up the three kings, 
Like that's the move. Can't get tech. Go down the line. Uh, or maybe Nehemiah, I guess would be what it in. That's probably the way it goes. And if Ayana's like, eh, it's not really worth it. Probably the right move. Maybe down the road where numbers are smaller, alliances are smaller, um, votes are even clearer. I would like to see someone roll the dice on that one. You know, not use it on yourself, even if you're tossed up there and instead save your more vulnerable friend. We'll see if that comes up uh, down the road. So Ayana was nominated, uses the lifesaver on herself. Casey is put up as is an easy replacement. I mean, you know, she probably should have been in anyway. So it's a very easy person to put up as a replacement to go up alongside Tina. And Darrell puts up Tech and Tyler with no life shields being used. Now, very interestingly, Tina, before the vote, wants to stay cool, stay level-headed, stay calm. Because I think, you know, old school, even Challenge All-Star Season 1, Casey gets voted in here. This is just how it goes. I mean, I'm sure, yeah, like, if it was Challenge All-Star Season 1, they go to Melinda and they say between Casey and Tina, who do you want to go up against? She probably says Casey. Or the house just decides, you know, Casey, you perform worse than the challenge, you're going in. Also, if this was challenge 12, Casey's probably going in here because she performed worse than the challenge. Here, challenge all-star season two, that's not the case. People have their own agendas, and it's very fun to see. Tina, as the votes are coming in at the selection, um, is more and more shocked. There's basically every single vote. Uh, I think two people voted to save her. That's really it. Everyone else voted to to put in Tina here. So, yeah, I mean, look, it's everyone probably made the right move, right? I mean, Casey, while she won the trivia, is clearly not as a physical threat as Tina is. So it's 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 the right move to to take out Tina here, especially especially if Tina had won this elimination. You would think Jody would be the number one on her hit list to get back. And then she says, like, she, who's she most mad at? Everyone that voted against her? I mean, that's the entire house. So it's pretty easy to hide amongst all those people if you're doing this. If It's not like, you know, you're one person making a big flip here. You know, she got eight votes against her. She can't knock out everyone. So if you're, so, if you're all these other women that voted against her, it's a pretty easy spot to hide in the background and not face the wrath of potential Tina. And we saw Tina invoking the spirit of Josh, which you normally do not want to do. Smashing those pots and pans together, um, calling everyone else fake. Um, they're all soft. They're all this and that. And the old Tina is back in action. Yeah. Ready to smash heads. The second, she comes back and that's on the guy side of it. Uh, it gets around town that Steve wants to go against tech instead of Tyler. Uh, and shout out Nikki Martina once again. Great question. Yes. Can Nehemiah really be surprised that Steve would rather go against tech? It's pure logic and loyalty is great. It's pure logic and loyalty is great and all, but self-preservation is the name of the game. Steve would be stupid to go against Tyler over tech. It's a great point. I mean, look, Steve was not going around the house campaigning to everyone put uh, tech in. He was saying tech and Tyler are the votes or the options. I want to go against tech. This is a very different story if before the elimination or right after the elimination, he's asked, who do you most want to go up against in the house amongst everyone? And he singles out tech. That's a different story. It's still not even the, the greatest, craziest choice. It's probably, I mean, size-wise, I guess maybe Kahuta you can go up against, but it's not that outlandish of a choice. But if you're asked to pick between two options, like, loyalty is aside, you're almost always going to pick the one that benefits you. So, I, I think it was pretty asinine for, for Nehemiah uh, to be as upset as he was. Um, same with Latarian. They're both flabbergasted that Steve wants to you know, help himself out instead of an alliance that he just met five minutes ago. So they had to get over it. He made the right choice. It didn't work out, obviously, in the elimination, but he made the right choice. Although I guess maybe in this elimination he didn't, but all things being equal you go against tech and not Tyler. So that's the way the votes went. Come the elimination playing switchback. Um, I feel like they've done this elimination also in the challenge proper this season. Basically 
Each prison has three lights. You have to run across, switch off the lights of your opponent. Um, you can, I guess you can also switch your light back on because once your light, three lights are out, you lose. And it's pretty cool that the road, like not the roads, but the the pathways to each of the light switches kind of cross with each other. So it got a little physical. Good for tech. Um, he, he initiated the physicality. I feel like he probably shouldn't have considering, I mean, it paid off the first time, right? He got the shot on Steve, knocked him out. Uh, but if you're tech here, you don't want to make this a physical elimination. I think you want to make this an endurance elimination. You want to tire Steve out, stick with your speed, your agility, and don't make it physical. So I thought it was pretty questionable that tech chose to make it physical. And then uh, Steve certainly answered right back, sending uh, laying a big hit on tech. And I thought after that, I thought that's how Steve was about to win. I was actually very surprised and very impressed that tech was able to recover as quickly as he did. And then he even laid another little hit on Steve later on. It didn't cause as much damage, but it still threw him off his route a little bit, messed him up. And then who knows, maybe messed with his head a little bit. And Steve missed a button at one of the stations and that cost him the win. Tech pulled it out. Good for him. Very impressive win. Very impressive win for tech back in the game. And then for the girls, I don't know, team that threw it. Uh, didn't try, gave a whole speech about how she didn't like who she was becoming in this house, changing her to what she used to be, and so on to get out of there. I don't know, can't question if it's, a, if it's a mental thing, mental health thing, then you know what, Tina, then just get out of there. It's not, it's not the right spot for you, then all power to you, pull the plug, leave. Um, it, it's not worth it. It's not worth it for you, it's not worth it for the show sucks that you took up as you know if this was how it was going to end sucks that you were here as long as you were sucks that we didn't get a full elimination i know i mean linda is happy obviously that she won but like she said she wanted to kind of prove herself she wanted to prove herself that she could beat a competitor like tina prove to the rest of the house she's as good as a competitor as she as she thinks she is um so you know she gets the win that's it uh interesting on the way back to the house not that it was, I think it was pretty, I feel like they've already been talking pretty open and honestly, but maybe they haven't been, but yeah, I mean, Brad notes that Tech, Nehemiah, and the Letarian are pretty open and honest about them three being full lines together. I feel like it was pretty open and honest with the way the votes went, considering they were the only two to vote against the house to save Tech. If that wasn't obvious enough, I guess Brad calling out here probably really puts the burden on Nehemiah Letarian to attack the Pilata win next week or at least be on the winning team of some sort to keep one of them safe, both of them safe. But uh, it seems like it's going to be tough sledding for the three of them. At least for the two of them, because obviously with Tech being the life shield, I am I would strongly guess that uh, unless Tech wins, his life shield is going to be burned next week. So Letarian or uh, Nehemiah probably seeing elimination for the guys next week. But once again, a pretty fun episode. It sucks the way Tina went out. Would have liked to see a, a good elimination there with Melinda. So if she probably could have given Tina a run for her money in this type of elimination. Um, but yeah, there we are. Episode 5. Making our way through. Probably halfway through now. Getting down to it. Um, I think that's where I'm going to leave it. I don't think I have anything else. We have no fun games here. Um, I think we like the... We, you know, I've done this a little bit, but I think we want to guess about how much we want to see the person return. Normally, I would definitely say I want to see Tina back. Based on how she went out. Uh, nope. Don't want to see her back. I think both for the show, entertainment, for her mental health. If this is not the right place, then not the right place. So don't come back. Um, and honestly, I don't need, really need to see Steve back. So eh, he was okay. Didn't offer a whole lot. Eh, okay. You do? They both can uh, be one and doneers and away we go. Uh, that'll do it for me. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Cohen Brian underscore. Um, I will kick it now over to Allie and then we'll be back next week for episode six. So until then, have a good one. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at AmFam.com.
Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Wow, Brian, thank you for that incredible intro, I'm sure. Um, And if you did not give me an intro, hey, everyone, I'm Allie, and I'm sorry that we could not, Brian and I could not get together this week. Um, I've been just insanely busy, and I will spare the details for the listeners who listen to us on our challenge wrap up talking about the challenge proper. Um, but for anyone who's just joining us for challenge all stars Two, welcome. Uh, I, it is 7am. I have been awake all night. Here we are talking about, um, all stars Two. This is just going to be a quick hitter. Uh, and then again, this is not how we like to do things. Well, maybe Brian prefers it because he doesn't have to deal with me, but, um, we'll be back next week. Um, and thank you to uh, Brian Scally, not to be confused with Brian Cohen, and um, Matt Ligori for hosting an amazing crossover between our two great sistapods. Um, I appreciate it, as always. Um, but I was sad. I had FOMO. I, I missed it. Anyway, let's talk about All-Stars 2. Love All-Stars 2. I know Brian's super high on it. We're all high on it. Um, it's so fun. It's just easy, breezy, beautiful watching. It's, it's a blast. There's strategy going on. They've completely made the lifesaver obsolete, but then here comes Ayana to be like, I don't care that this is a a dumb, like a stupid throwaway move. I'm going to get mad at you and make it consequential now that you're doing it. Incredible. Like just the layers here happening. So much fun. I'm loving every episode. This one was no exception. I'm constantly watching the music on this. And um, Patrick M was like, I know Allie loves the S Club 7 moment. I love that in the challenge. Well, don't stop. Never give up. Hold your head high. I was never even an S Club 7 fan, but like I was singing along to that song. How that got into my brain. Couldn't tell you. I don't want to explore it. I just it's something it's ingrained in me. Maybe it's genetic. I'll ask my mother. Um, But yeah, I mean. Melinda's the real star of this episode, right? And I was so afraid she was going to go home. Um, Melinda's a real surprise to me this season. Like, I I love her story. I love how vulnerable she's willing to be. Um, You know, she very recently lost a baby. And, you know, when she's having this moment with um, MJ and um Janae, it's just it's so emotional. It's so recent. And she's there on what would have been her due date. Um, just absolutely unbelievable. The physical toll she went through, the mental toll, the emotional toll, and then she's here. Um, absolutely unbelievable. Um, I I loved this from her. I was so worried again that she was going to go home anyway. So we get to the challenge and (laughs) it's like the trample. It's like a, it's like a tumble track for any former gymnasts in the room. Um, just these layers of inconsequential trampolines because it's not like you could only bounce once per trampoline or you're DQ'd or something, or you needed to jump to build momentum. It was like jump, 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 pause, 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 think, jump, hit the puzzle piece. Um, definitely a physical toll though. If people have jumped on a trampoline, it like, Oh yeah, that looks easy. Like no. And those did not have a lot of give, um, that looked difficult to me, but just, I don't know what the point was. It was fun. It was very fun. Um, one thing I'll say about the challenge is like, I kind of feel bad for Steve that he goes to take two down at a time, which is like a great swing, but like, no, actually you can, the you didn't listen to the rules. Uh, uh, uh. And it's like, I miss the days when there were challenges where like thinking like that could help you like right we remember the challenges where like bananas and wes are always like one step ahead i forget if it was bananas or wes i think it was bananas but i don't know we're like you had to memorize like this light pattern but 
bananas realized if you like looked at something else you could just see the order you know and it's like we like seeing these experienced people or the people who are thinking two three steps ahead benefit from it i don't like i know he it's like kyle with the leap of faith like i know steve violated the rules i'm not saying they should have let steve get away with it i just think the challenges should be designed where you can like work smarter not harder in some cases and i feel like we don't really have those much anymore um but otherwise it was fun um it wasn't that fun. You really had to watch the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. But Melinda falls. I mean, we saw a lot of hard hits in the water, but Melinda actually gets DQ'd from the challenge because of her injury. It's not like she opts out. Case, unlike Casey, who completely opts out, it is blasphemous that Melinda ends up going into the elimination. I do, I'm sorry, the rewrite the rules. It needs to be a medical DQ advances you beyond someone who quits the challenge. Oh, she went one more time. Melinda wasn't medically cleared to go. She would have gone a thousand more times. I was very, very frustrated by that. Um, And it's unspeakable. So I won't speak about it anymore. Uh, But Darrell and Jody win. um, And, and we already sort of get their targets in, right? Like, Darrell wants to go after this new, very public alliance between um, Letarian, Nehemiah, and Tech, and then also sort of Melinda, um, but the three kings of the of the room of the mana. And I like I I found those scenes very fun with Nehemiah and Tech. And, oh, St- oh, sorry, Steve is the other person in that alliance, like pumping themselves up. It's stupid gameplay to like assert yourself like that, but it's also very fun. So, you know, good TV. Let's prioritize that. Um, Darrell making kind of a smart play probably to be targeting them just because he's not in that alliance. But with Jody being so focused on Tina, if I'm being honest, it feels like an extreme waste. And I wrote this in my notes before I saw that Tina literally was a waste in the elimination, but it feels personal to me with the Jody and Tina situation. We're like, are you, is Tina really a threat to you in the game? Is she going to win it? I mean, she already was in control once, but it feels like unlikely. Like I would be worried about maybe some other people on the flip side. It's early. You don't want to make enemies. So if you already have an enemy, why not make one more like a better, better to deepen your enemy relationship than to uh, initiate a new one. So, you know, uh, I guess I trust Jody here. So I love that they decide to put Ayana up because they know she's got a relationship with tech and tech is Darrell's target. What I don't understand, which is later what Jody kind of chuckles about is why they don't also put Brad up to just burn the life shield. The fact that Brad sits there and is like, Ayana, I just want to let you know, I will not be using my life shield. It's like, why does he get that power over her? And so when Jody's like, I think she's just mad because we let Brad not have to use it. Like, of course, anyone would be mad about that. It's like demoralizing. Or it also just at the, at the very least, it shows that you have a connection with Brad that you don't have with Ayana. So there's just no reason like last week it was so neutral like okay like jody and kahuta have to burn their life shield everyone knows exactly what they're doing it's not a hit at them um but like to make it personal i think that was a boneheaded move by Darrell and jody and ayana is not the one and she's gonna let you know i loved that um i did think there was a slight world where ayana is like reckless enough energy to save tech and just be like i'll go in again i'm not worried i'll go in again against melinda i'll go in again and then i would have was very worried for melinda so i'm happy she didn't do that um there's a couple other weird dynamics at play here right so like melinda is not asking for either one uh, she's like wherever the wind blows is fine with me insane decision absolutely insane decision you go casey every time but okay steve is expressing a preference for tech over tyler Again, kind of an insane decision. Like, be a little more subtle about it. Don't tell the people in your main alliance. Go talk to Darrell and Jody and see if you can get a gauge for what they want. And it's like, Darrell wanted tech. So just let that happen. Tyler was an obvious pawn. Just do nothing. Let the, like, let it do what Tina did, but she shouldn't have done it, you know? So that was a little bit difficult uh to see because i'm starting to like steve i think um 
I'd like to Steve, see Steve back. Like, I think he brought some interesting strategy um, and a willingness to sort of play the game that without alliances, which is interesting and I think kind of needed on a season like this or a show like this in general. Um, but then I think Tech and Nehemiah and Letarian completely overreact. I Do I believe that Letarian and probably Tech would be loyal to the soil and, and do something, pick a harder opponent over someone in their lines? Absolutely. Do I think Nehemiah would? No, and I know for a fact he wouldn't because he didn't in the first episode when Ryan's like, you said you'd never put me in. He's like, well, uh, this is different. <laughs> and when he accuses, literally, I think it's Nehemiah who says, like, he's just trying to go for the skinniest guy, which is like pathetic. Um, Nehemiah, you literally said your number one was the skinniest guy. And your number two was the second skinniest guy. So it just felt like a little bit of um, like, I think they could not want to work with him as a result. And I think they could be like annoyed, but I don't think they could be like as violated as they were. Because again, first of all, Steve just meant all of them like now. And second of all, like it's an obviously better choice to go against tech than Tyler. A hundred times out of a hundred in this challenge where tech beat Steve, I think it would have been better to go against tech than, than Tyler. Um, I love Tech's attitude though. Shows up. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Like pissed as hell and not afraid to say it. That's what I love about these people. Like the old school people are like, they're not politic. I mean, they are politicking, but like when shit hits the fan, they like let you know that they just got hit. Like they don't, they don't keep it quiet, which I love. Um, but so here's something interesting I want to talk about is like, who gets the credit for the targets going in, right? Jody's target was Tina. To me, nominating Casey was crazy because everyone should have wanted to vote for Casey here. So, like, is this a credit to Jody? Did she, like, does she maybe have better end roads in the house than she thought she did? Does, like, Brad want to work on her side? Like, is this an anti-Tina? Like, we get um, some people saying, like, oh, my God, like, they nominated Tina, thank God. Like, how much can I pay to take her away? So, is it anti-Tina? Is it pro-Casey? Does Casey have this amazing social game? We've seen shades of it, certainly. But last season, we would have seen Casey going 100 times. Like, she gave up in the challenge. You're going in. I think some combination of Jody's authority, Casey's social game, and bad social game on Tina's part, which I shudder to say, like, I'm so sorry for even suggesting that, um, is, is really what's working here. And it's not just, like, who flubbed the challenge. Um, which in this case I think is garbage, but I, it's it definitely interesting to watch for sure. Uh, I love, I like this elimination where it's like, I'm sure Brian already explained it, but they go in, uh, it's going to be Steve against tech and Casey, uh, sorry, <laughs> wishful thinking. Uh, not that I, I don't like Casey. And after what happened with Beth, uh, with Beth, whoo, with Tina, I can't justify it, but Melinda against Tina and it's, they each have three lights and you got, you have to basically be running in a circuit, trying to get the other person's lights off before they get your lights off and you can go back and hit your own light. I always think with something like this, like if you are faster than the other person and you know that, right? Like I think tech knows he's faster than Steve. Shouldn't his strategy just be to hit all three of the lights and not go back to his own lights? But I don't know, whatever. Clearly it becomes about endurance. Tech wins. Kudos to Tech for trying to make it physical. Like, I think that was a big mistake for him because you hit Steve once. Steve's going to hit you a thousand more times harder. But regardless, good for Tech. He gives it his all and he wins. Um, again, we see it sort of like credited to a stupid mistake. Steve was there. He didn't hit the button. I think that's, you know, he was gassing out for sure. Uh, I love tech. It's a line in here. That's like, I'm flying him home on broken spirit airlines. And he says like, it was my first win. Like what a night for tech. What a night. Uh, Tina goes out there dressed to play, ready to go. No one's suspicious of anything. No reason to be just living our lives. And the game starts and Tina just there's Melinda giving her effing heart and soul on what is a day or the day after like her um, child was supposed to be delivered. And Tina just waltzes out to the middle of the middle of the sand arrogantly puts her like chin up 
and just watches. Like, if you're not going to play, say you're not going to play. Don't, like, demean the other person and make them, like, run along and do it while you just sit there like you're too good and too smug for the challenge. I was very, very disappointed to see that happen. That said, what Tina's rationale is, and I haven't, you know, checked the tape or the tweets or the interviews, and I'm sure she can be talking about this somewhere. I think Tina, what Tina is saying is that like being back in the challenge is like brought out old sides of her and she just like isn't suited for it anymore. And that I can understand. Like as someone myself who feels like I react way different now or I try to react way differently now than I used to in the past to things. She has this whole moment about leading with anger and like all of this. And like that was her sort of defense mechanism and strategy on the show. And now she's just like being herself and being friendly and, and choosing people at random and not holding grudge or whatever. And like it got her voted in and she was very blindsided by that. And it's like, I'm not going to regress to the person that I was that I did not like on this show And so maybe what I'm doing here isn't suited to the show and I'm not going to risk like the progress that I've made. Fair enough. But then I think Melinda is like, I hope we see her back. Absolutely not. I never thought I would say this, but fair enough, Tina, you showed up, you collected your check. You did not like it. It was not for you. You can never come back now. I don't make the rules, but that's a rule I just made up. Um, You get one pass. But it's a shame because there are people who have already left this show who would have wanted to take her spot. And it was just, again, the way she did it just had this sort of arrogance and superiority that I don't think she meant. But it just it wasn't great. And But I'm glad Melinda's still here. I think, frankly, Melinda would have beaten Tina anyway. And so maybe there's a little bit of that there. Um. That's it. We have a couple questions. Again, you can always, not again, for the first time, you can leave your questions at our Google Doc. I should really make a link for it. Uh, Google Form. Uh, it's at Lash Tweets, pinned tweet. I think it's also pinned at Brian, at uh, Cohen Brian underscore. Um, I'm starting to like worry that I, at the end of the last podcast on the challenge proper, I gave Akiva's Twitter handle instead of Brian's. That can't be true. If it is... Don't at me. I don't care. 7.30 in the morning. Okay. Nikki Martina has some questions. Let's just run through them and see what uh, Nikki has to say. Does Nia and Maya and his alliance give you major Big Brother vibes? I know there have been nicknames for alliances in the past, like the Mob or Lavender Ladies, but something about the King's Palace seems very Big Brother to me. Yeah, it's our room. We're bros. I don't know how Melinda got in there, but kudos to her. Um, For sure. And, And, like, again, Nia Maya, I think, comes out a little hypocritical this episode, but, like, Nehemiah is a person you want on the challenge. Nehemiah is is giving you 100%. He's giving you 150% the entire time. He's a Devin. He's a Nelson. It's like he's in game mode every second of the day. In the confessionals, he's still in game mode. Like, it's, it's really incredible. It's a little tense for me when I watch it, but then I remind myself, like, oh, Nehemiah is giving you everything. Um... And and like here he is with like a big alliance and a big name and and loyalty forever. Like it's very intense, uh, but it, it makes it exciting. Is Diana valid in feeling disrespected that the life shields are now being utilized for strategy, or is that part of the game and she should get over it? I don't know. I think that's a great way to try to invalidate it. Right? Is like maybe you'll think twice before doing that to Diana again. I don't know. It's worth a shot. Um, I don't think you're going to make an enemy. I don't think Darrell's going to be like, oh, Ayana's coming for me now. We'll see. Maybe he will. Um, but, like, it does neuter the life shields. And I have to imagine they thought of this. Maybe they just thought, like, that, like you never know who's going to use it. And so you wouldn't have, you wouldn't just automatically have them burn it. I, I don't know. It does, it does really neuter it. Is it fair that Melinda is thrown into elimination after not physically being allowed to finish over with someone like Casey quit? Uh, absolutely not a a black mark on the season forever i hated it i still hate it i can't discuss it can nehemiah really be surprised that steve would rather go against tech it's pure logic loyalty is great and all but self-preservation name of the game steve would have been stupid want to go against tyler over tech also agree i think nehemiah would have felt the same way 
We'll see, though. I mean, Nehemiah, the loyalty is real. Like, as the game goes on, I know when I'm judging Nehemiah unfairly. That was the first episode, right? The game goes on. The relationships get established. They deepen. I think we'll see some of the King's Palace, like, take hits for each other. We'll see how that goes. Is there a side of the house you guys are rooting for? Personally, I'm rooting for Jody, Darrell, and Brad because Nehemiah has always talked a bigger game than he could follow through on. And I want him humbled. Mm. I, it's like to me, it's not cockiness, right? However, I individually want Tech to do well overall. I think that's a fair take. I don't think Nehemiah is cocky. I think he just wants. It's the same kind of thing I felt about Nelson or Devin in the beginning. It's like they act so into it and so intense and with so much self confidence and belief in themselves and in the game and love for the game and it like. It can read cocky, but I do think it's more out of just sheer desire and will to be a champion. And I can't fault them for that. I think like the people, to, the one to watch is still Janelle and um, Darrell. Danelle, Jarrell. We have not seen really much of them together at all since they first were like, we're secret. Talk to you later. Um, so we're saying I got my eye on them for sure. All right, uh, 20 minutes clean, in and out, baby. That's it. Uh, I, I, I love this show. I'm excited. You know, I'm sad the challenge is wrapping up. I know it's been going on for a long time, but because I took a couple weeks off, it's like, oh my God, I'm like clamoring for more. So I'm happy. People still have uh, Challenge All Stars too, and it's been a ton of fun. Um, we'll be back next week. Uh, come hell or high water, knock on wood. Brian and I will be back together to talk about the challenge. All stars talk. Check us out. Same feed. If you found this, you could find the challenge proper podcast as we enter the final stretch. Uh, keep coming back here week after week. Follow Brian at Cohen Brian underscore. Follow me at Lash Tweets. Um, you can uh, leave us a review. I didn't do this plug on the challenge, but hopefully you're here for both. Leave us a review. I, I was checking the reviews even though I wasn't here and nobody was leaving reviews. We want to know what you think. Go to robiswebsite.com slash challenge iTunes. Um, maybe not on this episode where we weren't here, but you know, uh, you know, I, I reiterate the thanks I gave on the last podcast. I could not be podcasting anymore. I really could not be podcasting anymore without Brian's flexibility and shenanigans like this and the way we kind of configure it and try to make it work every week. And it's always a challenge and we always meet it. And we thank you. So I thank you because it's not Brian's fault. It's my fault. I thank you and Brian for your patience. Hopefully this is fun. Again, we do not think this is the gold standard. This is an absolute plan Z. When all else fails, we don't want to skip a week. So we're here in your ear separately, but together. Um, and we'll be, we'll be together next week. And we appreciate your patience. Um, you can check out old episodes of New Girl Old Guy. Cause we're behind on that anchor.fm slash new girl, old guy. And I was at, um, I was a guest also very, very late at night with, uh, Alex Chester and, uh, Sinensky on pretty, pretty good curb podcast. Check that out. It was a lot of fun. If you watch curb, it was great. Um, we'll be back next week to talk more about the challenge all stars too. Until then, as Brian would say, have a good one. Mm-hmm.